0: Hi, this is Gilbert Hi. Gottfried, and I'm here with Frank Santopadre and our engineer, Frank Rosa. and this is Gilbert and Frank's amazing, colossal obsessions. And if you've heard about Raybone, uh, people in the neighborhood say it reeks of Albert Decker. <laughs> yeah, I, sure. there's, a,
1: there's a reference. I love how we always start on a warm note. I, I can't tell you how much that means to me.
2: <laughs> Albert Decker. Well, yes. for all the people that are googling that, it's D E K K E R, and that'll give you some frame of reference of what this sick individual next to me is is talking about. How are you, Paul?
1: Not too bad. Yeah? Uh, when I'm with you guys, I'm great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that shows what a miserable Frank, life. Yeah, he yeah, yeah, and Frank I don't didn't
1: have how to anything to say. That.
2: <laughs> that's that's that may be the saddest thing he said yeah, <laughs> to to date. How are you, Gilly? Ah. We just had a legend in this room.
1: Erwin, Erwin Winkler, Winkler the Derifted.
2: legendary producer of Raging I'm, Bull. I'm
1: sitting in his chair, and I, I'm starting to feel fellas. it. I'm starting to feel the thing.
2: You feel, you, yeah, you feel like I, developing, picking a, script, it up, developing yeah. a project for I De, gotta, De Niro? I gotta,
1: by the time we're done tonight, <laughs> I've got a project.
2: Uh, yeah, we're 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 buzzing from that appearance. It was a, a terrific episode, which you guys will hear soon, if you haven't already heard it, because who, who I, the hell knows about the timing of these? <laughs>
0: Ideal guess.
2: It was perfect. Until Gilbert used profanity and... and <laughs> Any Blanche. I
0: asked he about
2: blanched. Sharon Stone's pussy. That's all right. I'm gonna cut it out of the show, so that no that? reason to reference it here. <laughs> Here's an idea for a mini episode because the uh the mini episodes about music, people seem to have been responding to them. Yes. As I pointed out last week. Yes. Uh we we did uh we had John Fodiatis, we did uh, Fictional bands of the 60s and some of the real bands of the 60s. (laughs) We did uh, Death Songs of the 70s, which Gilbert got into. And uh, I said to my wife, I'm going to dig into my old 45 box and try to stump Gilbert. And I'll put Paul to work on some research. And see what he comes up with. And believe it or not, these are records. They're all of the same era because I'm old. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But these... I thought. I wonder how many of these he will know, and maybe we could stump you. Yeah. And then Paul and I would would give you some information. I actually brought the records with me.
1: Do you do you have a forty five player? And you know,
2: I have a turntable, but I also have two cats, so you cannot turn. You cannot put a record on because yes. the cats the are the very attractive <laughs> to, <laughs> oh, the, to yes. the spinning, and yeah. they will jump on the needle, and it, it uh, it's a bad marriage. <laughs> cats and turntables. I have a great yeah. turntable. Uh, so no, we can't listen to them at home. Right. But, uh, I dug them out of the box. Uh, so we're going to call this episode Frank's Record Collection. If we have fun, we'll do more. Maybe we'll okay. do Paul's Record Collection in Maybe the then. future. Do you have 45s in the house? I
0: do have some forty five. So, Dara, we'll dig
2: some of these. Dara's raising her hand. You have them too? Are they yours or his? They're shared. So we'll do, we'll do Dara and Gill's Record Collection in a, few, in a future week. But... These are some that I pulled out from my childhood starting in 1959. And no, I wasn't even born in 1959, yeah. but some of these were my sister's records. They were older than me. And I thought we would see what you knew.
0: Okay. So we're
2: going to go in chronological order. So, Frankie, if you know this skill, I'll be impressed.
1: Come up and sit beside me And this is what the seven girls said All together now One, two, three Keep your mind on your drive And keep your Look <laughs> <laughs> on his face It's
2: like he's developing a serum
0: I, You know this song? I, I very vaguely You are born in 54? 53? 55 55 yeah. So you would have been four Yeah Yeah,
2: it's too young even for you Yeah Yeah, this was my sister had this It's seven little girls sitting in the back seat from 1959, a guy named Paul Evans.
0: It's got a similar beat to to, uh, Yellow Polka Dot Bikini. Yes. Now, I wonder why that is. Same people, same writer, same writer. Oh, Lee, Lee, oh
2: pa- see how good he is. So look at they, that. Look at that. Lee Pockris, yeah, was one of the writers of this, and he wrote Brian Highland's "Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny yeah. Yellow Polka Dot Bikini."
0: I'm yeah. so
1: proud of myself. Yeah, you should good, be. That's a great one. You're he, a savant. He, he also wrote "Johnny Angel" and "Catch, Catch a Falling, Catch a falling star. star," and a song called "Pregnant Again." I don't know what's. Pregnant again. Pregnant, Pregnant again. again. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That one did a
0: chart. I don't wow. think yeah. so. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't think so.
2: He wrote Catch a Falling Star for Perry Como and Tracy by the Cufflings, oh. which I think was sung by our pal Ron Dante, Ooh. if I'm not mistaken. He also, uh, yeah, he... he uh, Do you know the Swedish version of this song? No. Called Flikor Bak (laughs) one.
0: That's the copy I have. That was the one you know?
2: (laughs) It was recorded, uh, written by Bob Hilliard and Lee Pocris, who wrote a lot of hits, recorded by Paul Evans, went to number nine on the charts, and then covered the same year by a group called the Avons. This is just an obscure song from my childhood that I remember listening to when I was, I mean, really young, two or three or four, and, and the flip side, which I won't subject you to. But I, I said to my wife, I wonder if Gilbert knows this. I know he knows the rest of them that yeah. are in this stack. Um, Paul Evans wrote, also the performer on this record, also wrote uh, Roses Are Red, My Love for Bobby Vinton. Oh. You know, Speaking of good fellas, yeah, we, yes, yes. you know, we just had uh, Irwin in here.
1: I, I pulled out about 10 or 12 of Hilliard songs. They actually make poetry if you read them right. Yeah, go I ahead. Think. So from the 1930s through the 50s, this guy produced such hits as The Coffee Song. The Big Brass Band from Brazil, Civilization, Bongo Bongo, Bongo, The Thousand Island Song, A Strawberry Moon. Mention my name in Sheboygan.
2: Oh, I know that one. You can check that out when you're in
1: Wisconsin this weekend. Yeah. Careless Hands and then then a couple I actually heard of Dear Hearts and Gentle People. Yeah. And was that Andy Williams or who did that? No. And then In the Wee Small Hours of the sure. Morning, the sure. great Sinatra song. Sure. Is I, the I, coffee
2: song the Sinatra one about there's an awful lot of coffee I, in Brazil? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think the great a oh! great lyric.
1: Yeah. So this guy, Hilliard, who I have to say I didn't know, has been all over the place.
2: Yeah, these great old songwriters. Yeah. These great old – I mean, some of these guys went back to, uh, to the 20s and 30s. Anyway, good call, good ears, Gilbert. Also, Paul Evans sang Happy Go Lucky Me, which was used in a John Waters movie called Pecker. Oh. Did you see that picture? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> another theme, another good theme for many would be movies that sound dirty but aren't. Yes, yes. <laughs> like Pecker and Head.
0: Oh yeah. And
2: uh, Ride a Pink Horse, which yeah. I think was a Ride a Pale Horse. Okay. Uh, I think you will know the next one. This is from 1966.
0: Oh, Secret Agent Man. There uh, we go, no here hesitation. Go. Here's a man who leads a life of danger. Very good. Everyone he meets, he's still a stranger. Every move he makes, another chance he takes. Look
2: at this guy. i <laughs> die,
0: he won't live to see tomorrow. Secret, Secret agent man. man. Secret <laughs> agent I love man. how he's four minutes but behind. <laughs> your number? Oh, and you an <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> The great Johnny Rivers. Yes. Secret agent yeah, man. That
0: that's a great one.
2: No stomping you. No stomping. No stomping you. No stomping you. What do you know about Secret Agent Man, Paul? Which, well, I uh, could, I could, this is another one
1: <clears throat> shows how uh, how promiscuous these writers and performers were because everybody worked on every everybody else's yeah. thing. Flip Sloan, who was one of the writers of Secret Agent Man. P.F. Sloan. A legend. Here are, here are some of the people he worked for with that produced. Uh, Barry McGuire. Yeah, the he Searchers, wrote Eve of
2: Destruction. The guy that wrote
1: this. Jan and Dean. Herman's Hermits. Jo- yep. Johnny Rivers, the yep. we know, the, the grassroots. Yes, remember he, them?
2: Yes, he wrote a lot of hits for them. The, wrote, the Turtles. We had former
1: podcast guest
2: We had one. Howard We had, had one t- turtle and, and Howard the mamas
1: we, and the papas.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He wrote You Baby for the Turtles. He wrote uh She's a Must to Avoid for the for the Hermans, Hermits Hermits. Oh, okay. Uh things I would have things I should have said for the Grassroots Eve of Destruction, you know. Yes. PF yes. P. Sloan, we're talking about the writer. This was written uh for a TV show that licensed Danger Man. Danger Man was supposed to be the name of the show and the name of the song. Did you know this, Paul?
1: This, they and it changed was, the title. Wasn't it a British import? Correct.
2: Yes. Correct. And they changed the title. Uh, it was as shown by a surviving demo of the song, which P.F. Sloan sang. That's when the show's title was changed, the lyrics were also changed. Uh, and Lou Adler, who produced Johnny Rivers, uh, was chosen to add the vocals for the TV show. Um, well, Rivers was chosen. And he claimed he came up with the opening guitar riff inspired by the James Bond theme. Oh, yeah. Which you can...
0: Oh, I actually so can hear kind yeah, of yeah, tell. Yeah.
2: Um, and they've given you a number and taken away your name, referred to the numerical code names given to secret agents. As yeah, in. As
0: like in. 007. As in, and
2: who was the star code. of that show? You know. Oh, wait. Who was the star of Secret Agent, man?
0: Secret. Oh! Mm. Oh, who was the star? Did of I that?
2: stump him? God. He was also the star of The <laughs> yeah. Prisoner.
0: Not, not the, uh, he... Patrick. Patrick McGowan. Patrick McGowan. Very good. Ah!
2: Very good. Covers and other versions include Mel Torme. I would love to hear Mel Torme sing Secret Agent Man. Uh, (laughs) Gilbert, there was a Spanish version called Hombre Secreto. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Recorded by the plugs. It's in the movie Repo
0: Man. What was the name of that actor? I met him, and I remembered his show, and he... He went white and was in shock. Anthony Zerbe. I. It may have been the guy, the guy who was the lone earthling, what like you, who knew about every other body, everybody. In the invaders. Yes. Yes. Oh, uh, Roy, Roy Finnis. I met him once. I think he's around. And I said, "Yeah, I said you were in that movie where the aliens had crooked pinkies, <laughs> and that's how you could tell." And he he was in shock.
2: I'll bet. That, <laughs> I'll bet. Uh, and, and rightly so. Yeah. Uh, it appears in the movie Austin Powers. It appears in the movie Bowfinger. The series My Name is Earl. It is entrenched in pop culture. We knew Gilbert would get that one, didn't we? We should try to get Johnny Rivers. Yeah. We should try to get a lot of these people. Um, this next one, I'm going to give you a hint about it. It was written by a former podcast guest. Ooh. Uh and it's one of my favorites. It was on a label called Eric Records. Yes, Eric Records. I don't know the story behind that, but it's a it's a black and red label. I sound like Daniel Stern in in Diner. Remember when he's obsessed with the uh the record labels?
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh let's see if you know this one, Gil. I know Paul does. And I know Paul did before the research.
0: From 68. Oh. I heard you getting uh, married. You got it, you get it. it. Yeah, but it's heard the worst that could happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's to too me. good. He's too good. <laughs> and
2: this is the end. Oh. Oh. I think you know the writer, too. Oh, We had him here. I you sang can't. with him.
0: Not Wade. Jimmy Webb. Jimmy Webb,
1: wow! So whatever you do, don't mention MacArthur Park in front of Gilbert, or we'll be in trouble here.
2: Well, I'll tell you, I, I wrote here, this is a new uh, a sub-segment on the show called Of Interest to Gilbert. Yeah, <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote this in the margin. Of Interest to Gilbert, with three exclamation points, is the fact that this song was inspired by the same girl that Jimmy was in love with, a girl named Susan, that inspired... MacArthur Park.
1: Oh, so there's you go. Susie Horton, who moved to Nevada and left him high and dry. In how did California. you know that? I did the research. That's
2: nice. That's <laughs> nice work, Paul. Yes. Also, by the time I get to Phoenix, inspired by the same girl.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: I love songs about heartache and longing, and this is a, this is a great one.
1: This yeah. Is about,
2: about the girl that got away.
1: And we know the uh, how the group got its name, Brooklyn Bridge. I should tell us you, Brooklyn Bridge because Johnny Maestro. they put together these. The vo- you hear the vocal harmony in the back. There were three groups. Uh, that they put together one, uh, the lead singer was Johnny Maestro, which is great. Yeah. It made me think of Johnny Fontaine, <laughs> Johnny Fontaine, <laughs> and the Brooklyn Johnny Bridge. Maestro. But anyway, uh, there are eleven people in the band, and one of the agents said, "You know, I've got about as much chance of booking this band as I have in selling the Brooklyn Bridge." Oh, and that's how they—that's how they became Brooklyn
2: Bridge. Now, Jeez. Yeah, it says here it was originally on Buddha Records, so possibly I don't have an original, uh, an original copy of of the song, but. One of Jimmy's uh, great ones. BJ Thomas covered it. Remember BJ Thomas? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Raindrops, Raindrops keep falling on my head. The Letterman. You remember The Letterman? Yes. They covered it in '69, and Jimmy recorded his own version of the song for his '96 album, Ten Easy Pieces, which is an album worth getting if Kay. you guys like Jimmy Webb. Can, as I, much have, as we can do. I plug somebody I Please. keep running
1: across in the research? I found a bit about Susie Horton from a, a site called Song Facts. I know that com. site. Have you seen that? Yeah, it's a fun They're site. They're great. They got a lot of stuff, and I just wanted to say that, you know, give them a plug and say it's been a great thing, and I also don't want them to sue me for using their material. So that's.
2: <laughs> wow, that was very professional of yes. you, Paul. <laughs> um, let's see what else we have here. I'm going to try to stump Gilbert, but these songs are too damn popular.
0: We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast after this.
2: Um. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh good. I have something on this one Ooh. called Also of Interest to Gilbert.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: this may Sharon also become Stones
0: Push? Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: Not quite not quite as good. Not
1: that <laughs> interesting. <laughs> not,
2: quite, not quite that interesting. By the way, worst that can happen was uh, December of 68. And I have another song here from Frank's record collection from December of 1968. Gil, I know you know this Ooh. one.
0: Uh, Why don't you kill me? Why do you (laughs) kill me a (laughs) buttercup?
2: He'll he'll get around to it. it. He's cornering it. Turn me
0: around and worst of all kill me a buttercup, baby, just to let me down. Turn me around, and worst of all, worst of all, you never call baby when you say you will. Say you will, but I love you still. I love you for anyone, darling. So build me up, buttercup, don't break my heart. I'll be over at 10. I told you time and again. And you're late. <laughs> Go to the the door, can't take any it no more, It's Not you. Hound you again. Hey, baby, try to find a little time, and I'll make you happy. I'll be home <laughs> straight by the phone, waiting for you. Ooh, ooh,
2: ooh. <laughs> 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 you having a seizure? Are you enjoying <laughs> this? <laughs> wow. I'm impressed.
1: <laughs> so who who uh, is
2: this? Who, is this in in Gilbert and Dara's record collection by chance?
1: What was the group?
2: What was the group, Gil? Oh, I I don't know. I don't. They remember. had another hit called "Baby." Now that I found you, I can't let you oh, go. Oh wow,
0: baby! That's the one. <laughs> now that I found you, I can't let you go. Nope. Let you go. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. The group is the Foundations. Oh, okay.
2: Foundations. Yes, yes. Now,
1: you know, if you go to a Yankees game, in the seventh inning stretch, they play uh, New York, New York.
2: That's correct. Yeah. In Los Angeles. But not Kate Smith.
1: Right. In Los Angeles, at the seventh inning stretch, they play Build Me Up Buttercup.
2: <laughs> at the Angels. Wow. sorry, the Not the, Do- sorry, not the, the Angels, Dodgers. Yeah, right, they play the Build Me Up Buttercup. Yeah, yeah. Also, what movie used it as its closing credits?
1: Uh, Mary.
2: Something yeah, about, about Mary. Mary. This no that's look a, at him. That's
1: a great scene. Look at him. <laughs> um, written
2: by uh, Mike Dabo and Tony McCauley. Now, Mike Dabo was the lead singer of Manfred Mann. Oh! The yeah. Mighty Quinn.
0: Oh! Come and on, without. Them. Come on, that's, within. That's
2: them. And he uh, he also wrote Handbags and Glad Rags. Dude, do you
1: guys know that? That's a good... Uh, Me too. Uh, Rod, Rod, Rod Stewart, Stewart did that. Yeah, it? yeah. It was a
2: couple of people that did yeah. that song. But this is flagged, and I highlighted it in yellow, of interest to Gilbert. The co-writer is a guy named Tony McCauley. Why do I bring him up? Well, he wrote Love Grows Where My Rosemary Goes. Oh, okay. (laughs) Used in another Farrelly Brothers movie. Ah,
0: yes. That's in,
2: uh, which one? That's in Shallow Hal. Oh, okay, okay. Because Gwyneth Paltrow's character is named Rosemary.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Uh, He wrote one of my favorites, The Fifth Dimensions. Last night I didn't get to sleep at all.
0: Oh, yeah. But of interest to
2: Gilbert. He wrote, David Soul's don't give up on us, baby.
0: Don't give <laughs> on. up on us, baby. Don't make the wrong <laughs> seem right. The future isn't just one night. It's written in the moonlight, suspended on the stars. We, we can change, change ours. ours. You know,
2: Tony McCauley's alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so <laughs>
0: turned <terrific.
1: laughs> now. Turning <laughs> on Sandra Bullock. You are
0: brilliant. i here. I will fuck you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't that, take much. That you know, Sandra Bullock. Who needs an eleven? person banned when you've got Gilbert
2: nobody 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 he's like a, me- a human mellotron Tony <laughs> McCauley's around he's british maybe he lives in the uk maybe yeah. we should maybe we should find him yes. we should he- find all these songwriters and just make them listen as you butcher song <laughs> after song <laughs> after, <laughs> after song
1: you know that he was tracked down in, in the uk and he was seen with peppy on susa i didn't or, know that. Or so the yes. rumor goes
2: <laughs> build me up buttercup was on pie records pye and also the uni label Um, And here's a little fun trivia about Build Me Up Buttercup, a song I always loved. Uh, Leaked recordings from the Let It Be sessions revealed that the Beatles sang the song along with other covers in between takes of their own recordings.
0: Wow, Wow. I'd love to hear that version. Isn't that pretty
2: cool?
1: That is pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Eddie Money covered it. Eddie Money. ex ex Ex-cop.
1: I wonder if those Beatles Singing, uh, build me buttercup. Things are available anywhere. That would be great.
2: Uh let's see what else we have in the record collection grab bag. Okay. I now, got do you
1: remember what you paid for these forty fives? I can't
2: remember. I wonder. You know, I'm wondering if I didn't go back and buy uh, reissues in the seventies, because this uh this uh, worst that could happen is not on the original label because I had I had the originals. Yeah. And I probably replaced them after I sold With, them or my mother they, threw them they out. Because they were
1: worn out or something. Or they, they wore know, out or yeah. something.
2: Or they cracked. Because rec- records used to crack when did, and break.
1: When did Meet when the, the Beatles come out? Was that 64?
2: Uh, Sounds right.
1: Because I remember that one. I, I I did something well in school. And my re- reward was the Meet the Beatles album, which I remember cost oh. $1 at wow. that time.
2: Listen, in Roosevelt Field uh, the, in Long Island, they had a, a store called Record World. And you could go in and they would actually label, I don't know if you remember this, yeah. they would put the numbers, where the chart position of the song uh-huh. on the shelf. The yeah. 45s were stacked in yeah. little shelves. Oh, that's great. And you would check that the chart was on display and you'd look at the billboard chart and you'd say, okay, I want the 16 most popular song in the country. And you'd go there and there'd be 16. Yeah, pull cool. And you'd pull a stack out.
0: And I always remember those little plastic swastika sure.
2: adapters. Yeah, and the little plastic swastikas. Uh, we're all about nostalgia here. Here's one that has uh, some relevance to the show because this is the first song that we used that we played to kick off One Hit Wonders. Ooh. all those years ago. Do you know it? I know you do. From May of '69. Well, there's the
1: title. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? I
2: love the whole mariachi thing. Yes.
1: Nice vibrato.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it was on RCA Records and Truth Records.
1: Truth Yeah.
0: (laughs) You remember this? Oh,
2: absolutely. Do you remember the artist? No. (coughs) Paul knows. I know. Zager and Evans.
0: Oh!
1: And for for bonus points, where were Zager and Evans both born?
2: I couldn't tell you. I'm going to say. Well, if you
1: think about the song.
2: I'm going to say they were Texans. Nebraska. Well, I was way off. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Why Nebraska? Why is Nebraska relevant?
1: I don't know. I don't know, but it doesn't sound like guys from Nebraska.
2: Well, they're sort of the poster boys because we were doing those one-hit wonder shows. And when you think of one-hit wonders, I mean, they are the only artists ever to have a chart-topping number one hit on both sides of the Atlantic and never chart again in either country.
1: Boy. You can see, you can get an inkling of why that happened when you see their follow-up single was called "Mr. Turnkey." Wow, yeah. not really a grabber, I'm into Mr.
2: Turnkey. Not really a grabber. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's an apocalyptic song, Gilbert. The overriding theme of a world doomed by its passive acquiescence and over de- to and over-dependence on its own overdone technologies.
1: As true now as it was
2: then. I would say. And, and <laughs> I was about to
0: say, before you interrupted me, it sounds like a song about passive acquiescence. You thought so? <laughs> yeah. It was about passive <laughs> acquiescence.
1: Yeah. You're right again. hey uh, And we can get Zager, because he's building custom guitars in Lincoln. Yeah. Do we what's, have a Lincoln what's bureau? What's Evans doing? Evans is... is (laughs) I don't don't want Zager. I want Evans. Evans appears to be either in very bad shape or gone. Uh,
2: It has been covered 60 (laughs) times in seven languages.
0: Oh, man. And it
2: was recorded by the Greek singer Takis Antoniadis in the 70s. Sounds
1: like Fodiatis.
2: Yes. (laughs) I love this, too, and this is kind of dark. The song was included in the controversial 2001 Clear Channel radio memorandum, which was a document distributed by Clear Channel To every station owned by the company, the list consisted of 165 songs to be considered lyrically questionable following the September 11th attacks. Oh, my God. They were not to play it.
1: I never remember hearing about that at all.
2: It also turns up uh, in the year, in an episode of Futurama called In the Year (laughs) 252525, which I mentioned because our friend Billy West.
1: Uh, Can I mention my favorite cover? Yeah. It's the Slovenian industrial group. (laughs) 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 Leibach.
2: Leibach in, covered in,
1: in, this. they have all their album from the album NATO. Gilbert opened for Leibach. <laughs> yeah. have we have we could, we could do a mini on Slovenian.
2: We sure covers. <laughs> you, do you remember all the bands that you opened for over the years?
0: Not that you, you, many.
2: Belinda Carlisle. Belinda
0: Carlisle. Yeah, that's definitely. a good one.
2: I know that was good, one. Yeah. Yeah. Can you name two others? Oh,
0: oh, I I was booked uh, a few times with uh, Buster Poindexter. Oh, was that? Yeah. That was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah love Buster, yeah. Poinde- Buster yeah, Poindexter. Because
0: I would go I would go on first, he'd go on next, and then I'd walk out in the middle of his show and we'd like play off each other. We became like Martin and Lou. So. <laughs> I'm
2: pretty sure Buster uh, Poindexter uh, covered Build Me Up Buttercup as David Johansson in the David Johansson group. So yeah, there's a callback. So those are the only two you remember? Belinda Carlisle? Uh, that's, yeah. Did you open for the Trogs? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <Drugs>. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the last song and, uh, and we'll get out of here And this is a very, very famous one A pretty popular song A well-known song by I don't want to say an obs- just obscure group But certainly a tragic group And it was written for a movie And I think you may know the movie too So here we go
0: if you want it... He didn't hesitate. <laughs> do you want it? Here it is. Come and get it. Da-na-na-na. Make your mind up fast. If you want it, anytime. I can give it. But you better hurry, because it's going fast. The minute I hear you say that there must be a catch... Will you walk away from a pool and his money, Sonny? Here it is, come and get it. But you're in a hurry, cause it's gold. Okay, okay. This was done by Badfinger. Look at this, and it was for the movie The Magic Christian with Ringo Starr and I think Christopher Lee. May have been in it also. Uh, and uh, is 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 Christopher Lee in the Magic Christian? I, I. It's Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers and Ringo and Ringo. Wow. Well, I don't know if Christopher Lee. Well, if
2: we had a I'm researcher not... in the room, we could have him look that up. <laughs> this, my friends, nice work, Gilbert. This is an original issue. This wow. is an original he, he, he pressing. This is on Apple Records, yeah. my friends.
1: So, in the research, it says that he was that uh, the 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 band of of um. Pardon me. Evolved from an earlier group called The Ivies, which yes. was the first group signed to the Apple Ladle label.
2: That's correct.
1: Uh but I thought wasn't
2: James Taylor the first he person. He was one of the and do you Maybe. know who do you know who signed James Taylor to Peter Apple? Asher? Former podcast.
1: Former yes. podcast. You yes. are good, my friend. He was that was a great show.
2: Peter Asher. Yeah. yeah. Gilbert got to sing with Peter Asher. Oh, he that's right. He sang World Without Love.
1: Yes. Yeah, like a right. fever dream. <laughs> and, he, and he brought
2: his guitar. He was so into it.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh Badfinger is is a is a band with a tragic history. Ooh. Um, two of the mem- two members of the band Tom uh, Evans and Pete Ham, both took their own lives. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a cautionary tale. Uh, if you if you guys want to Google the story of Bad finger, it's a cautionary tale about the music uh, industry and not a not at all a happy one. Uh, but they had a couple of hits. They had day after day. I remember finding out about you. you know that song? Oh yes, yes, did we <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: That's for
2: Bad finger. Now, did wait,
0: wait, 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 did did Paul McCartney write he did. Uh, yeah,
2: he, he did. did. I was yeah. just going to bring that he up. He wrote Very it for the good. movie. Excellent. Yeah. 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 Excellent. And uh but he was the only uh, the only Beatle performing on the track. It was officially released as a Beatles song on 1996 Anthology 3 compilation. Uh Did you see this
1: weird the group how the group got its name?
2: Yes, I know how the group got its name. For
1: the, for the song, With a Little Help from My Friends, which we all know, Yeah, was apparently the working title was Bad Finger Boogie. I don't you know go. why, but that's where Bad Finger came According from. According
2: to this, Elton John covered it in two, in, uh, in the 60s, and I've never heard that version, no, but I'm going to track it down.
0: And I think they once asked one of Bad Finger, like, do you do you think uh, you sounded like a early Beatles ripoff? And they said, oh, we hope so.
2: <laughs> yeah. one of their other songs was no matter what no matter I what you, you do i yeah, do that's also bad finger. I yeah. will yeah. always yeah. be with you that's it you're yeah. good they had hits
1: uh, and every one of those songs is such a catchy song. Catchy as hell. That one sounds like it could have been written by McCartney or one of the absolutely.
2: Beatles too. They that had that a lot, had lot of problems what, with their record company. What was that?
1: What was the name of that song?
2: No matter what.
1: No matter
0: what. Now, uh, what did what problems did they have?
2: It's a long story, Ooh. and uh, I'll tell you about it after we get off the uh, oh, off the air because it's, it's too goddamn depressing. Uh, most recently, McCartney shared vocals with somebody we're trying to get on this show, Alice Cooper, in a cover of the song by the supergroup Hollywood Vampires, which appears on their <laughs> debut album. In addition to Cooper and McCartney on lead vocals, piano, uh, piano and bass, the the band features Johnny Depp and Joe Perry. So I, I'd like to get my hands on that and hear that. I also want Paul's uh, apparently been playing it live uh, on and off over the years. He played it in Italy in uh, November uh, of 2011. So he's put he's put it back in the in the live show.
1: I have a I have a, a single piece of research before we end the episode Quickly Finally. Finally. No matter what. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get this in. No matter what was written by Ryan Stevenson. Does that ring a bell? Does not. No. That's not so there's a dead end there. Oh, yeah. as but, always.
0: But <laughs> that's that's <laughs> why we. Did you see it how
1: fast my fingers were Jack, moving? Closing <laughs> the show with a thud, <laughs> with a, with a whimper,
2: not a bang. So we'll invite our listeners to dig into your into your forty fives. Post about them. Suggest songs, or maybe send some in. See if we can stump Gilbert. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're gonna do one with Paul's uh, record collection. You got forty fives?
1: I got 45 we We're gonna do one with
2: Paul's record collection in the future, and we're gonna do Gilbert's record collection. Yeah. In the future. And you can stump me. Yes. You still have them in the house, huh? Yeah. The forty-five. Yeah. What era are we talking about? Uh,
0: well, I think mostly 60 Can't wait.
2: Yeah. All right, I'm going to sit in your chair next time. Uh, okay. You, <laughs> you, you get to be with Martindale. Take us out, boy.
0: Okay, this has been Gilbert and Frank's amazing, colossal obsessions where we studied... Uh, Passive acquiescence.
2: <laughs> I think it was a squeeze song.
0: Yes! That's an,
2: acquiescence. <laughs> That's an obscure reference. See you next time. <laughs>